My name is Lily Madden, and I'm a proud Aranda, Bundjalung, Kalkadun woman from Gadigal country. The Daily Oz acknowledges that this podcast is recorded on the lands of the Gadigal people and pays respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander nations. We pay our respects to the first peoples of these countries, both past and present. Good morning and welcome to The Daily Oz. It's Wednesday the 3rd of May. I'm Sam. I'm Zara. The government has announced a crackdown on the flavours, colours and nicotine levels of vapes. As the federal government declares war on e-cigarettes. In a world first that could see most e-cigarettes banned. Mark Butler says e-cigarettes are creating a new generation of nicotine addicts and it must end. Nicotine vapes are already illegal without a prescription in Australia and yet they're everywhere. So what exactly is the government planning and is it actually going to work? We'll let you know in the deep dive, but first, the headlines. The Reserve Bank has raised the cash rate by 0.25 percentage points so that it now sits at 3.85%. That is following a board meeting on Tuesday afternoon. Governor Phil Lowe said the decision to increase the rate this month was, quote, warranted to return to target inflation within a reasonable time frame. It is the last cash rate decision before the federal government hands down its budget next week. Peter Dutton has said the opposition would support what he described as sensible measures to prevent harmful vape use in Australia. And we'll discuss what the government's proposing in today's Deep Dive. Vanessa Hudson, who is not Vanessa Hudgens, as we have found out, (laughs) will succeed Alan Joyce as the new CEO and Managing Director of Qantas. Joyce will retire at the end of this year. Hudson has worked for Qantas since 1994 and has served as the airline's CFO since 2019. She will be the first female CEO of the airline ever. And today's good news, the first tree was planted at a decommissioned lake turned into a nature reserve in a regional town in far western New South Wales. The planting is all part of a carbon offset program in the Imperial Lakes Nature Reserve out in Broken Hill and could be the first of hundreds of trees planted in the area. Zara, the federal government has announced a major crackdown on vapes. I hadn't noticed. (laughs) (laughs) It was a big day for the Daily Oz. In a speech at the National Press Club yesterday, Health Minister Mark Butler said they would be introducing restrictions to target the so-called black market in illegal vaping. No more bubblegum flavours. No more pink unicorns. No more vapes deliberately disguised as highlighter pens for kids to be able to hide them in their pencil cases. I truly don't think there's been a day where I've said a word more than yesterday speaking about vapes because it's a huge announcement. So before we talk through those changes, I think that the confusing part here is nobody really knows what the rules are currently. Well, it's already illegal to purchase a nicotine vape in Australia without a medical prescription or to sell them to someone without a prescription. But in reality, we know how common vapes are amongst young people. In a recent survey of over a 1,000 Australians aged 15 to 17, four in five young people said they found it easy to buy vapes in retail stores. And I mean, that is very clearly reflected anecdotally. Every time we're at a party, everyone is vaping. You don't really see cigarettes anymore at all. Waiting for an Uber on the side of the road, Mm. you see people vaping. It's everywhere. It is. 
And so what are the changes going to mean moving forward for this very clearly widespread vaping use? Well, the key problem here, as I said, is that vapes are really easy to come by. So what the government is proposing is stronger regulation and enforcement of all e-cigarettes, including some new controls on their importation contents and packaging. Their plan is to work with states and territories to stamp out this vaping black market by ending the sale of vapes in shops and convenience stores. One of the ways they'll do that is by stopping the importation of non-prescription vapes and banning all single-use disposable vapes. Now, on top of all of that, they're also going to restrict the flavours, colours and ingredients of vapes, as well as some more controls of how much nicotine is allowed in any vape. Okay, so let's just make it very clear. Under these new rules that Mark Butler announced yesterday, how could somebody go about getting a vape legally? Well, you're going to need to go to your GP, presumably for help to manage an existing nicotine addiction. The GP could then provide a prescription which you could fill at a pharmacy and they could sell you a vape in packaging that looks like any other medicine that you might get from the pharmacy. Now, here's an interesting thing I only discovered yesterday. According to the health minister, only one in 20 doctors are currently authorised to prescribe vapes, but the government's going to remove that restriction so that all doctors can prescribe them. And this is a really important part of the government's strategy in managing vape addiction, but we'll come back to that point in a second. So this has been a very big issue for a very long time, and it feels like the government's been hinting about doing something. You know, we've had drops here and there, but nothing very concrete until yesterday. Why do you think that the government is acting on it now? Well, the first thing to consider is that this is a week out from the federal budget. We have a federal budget being handed down next Tuesday, and that means that they will attach some funding to these sorts of announcements. But what the Health Minister Mark Butler was emphasising at the press club yesterday is this sense of if the vaping trend continues, there's an inescapable health risk that is presenting for young people. Big Tobacco has taken another addictive product, wrapped it in shiny packaging, added sweet flavours to create a new generation of nicotine addicts. Butler spoke about the fact that vapes were never meant to be a recreational product for young people. But that is what it's become. The biggest loophole, I think, in Australian healthcare history. The minister also made the point that vaping can lead to an uptake in smoking. So it is no wonder that under-25s are the only cohort in our population that are seeing smoking rates actually increase. I don't want to be hypercritical. This will be good. (laughs) But the current government has uh, criticised the previous government for not adequately enforcing regulations on vaping, and they say that's why this black market has emerged. And then yesterday, this government has announced further regulation on vaping. What is to say that the same thing will not happen again? That's a really good point, and the minister did acknowledge that, and he said that their focus will be on stopping the black market vapes at the borders. And they don't come in in shipping containers labelled vapes. This is, this is hard work we're expecting of our policing authorities and border force people, but we're determined it's something we simply have to do. As well as enforcing what's sold day to day. With state and territory authorities going out and checking that these convenience stores aren't breaking the law because that is what they will be doing. So we're under no illusion about how hard this is. So from here, the minister said they'll sit down with state and territory governments to get the resourcing for this right. And 
To your point, Zara, the money that the government committed to in yesterday's announcement doesn't mention an enforcement strategy, Mm -hmm. and it all does seem to be allocated to health and public awareness campaigns. So we're going to have to wait and see to know how effective it's going to be. All of the data suggests that young people are disproportionately taking up vaping. Our audience is disproportionately young, and so we put it to our audience yesterday to ask them what the announcement meant to them, whether it would encourage, discourage, and so on. What were the findings? So at the time of recording, about 77% of people in our audience said they have or had vaped. And of those who do vape, 76% said that they wish they vaped less. Now, interestingly, about 75% of people in the TDA audience said that they support the government making it harder to vape. And 45% of those who do vape said that they did so as an alternative to smoking. I mean, that points to something interesting, which is this relationship between vaping and smoking. Yeah. A big question for me is if you're making vapes harder to access, do you think that then more young people will take up cigarettes and that we'll see the smoking rate rise again? And that was coming through in the comments on pieces we were putting up yesterday as well. I think it's a real concern and it is one that the minister addressed yesterday. As I've said already, the government said it's going to work to make it easier to get a prescription vape for those who want to use it to help manage their nicotine addiction. But there was another big announcement yesterday. Today I announced that tax on tobacco will be increased by 5% per year over the next three years, starting on September 1st. The government's also going to change the rules so that cigarettes and roll-your-own tobacco are taxed equally. Now, Butler said this would make cigarettes less attractive and raise an additional $3.3 billion over the next four years, and some of that money is going to be reinvested into the health system. Ah, the circle of life. Yeah. (laughs) It's interesting to note, though, that the government doesn't seem to have any bold intentions here of further crackdowns on cigarettes, like those that we saw in New Zealand, where the sale of cigarettes is banned for anyone born after 2008. But you can't say that about vaping. For vaping, there is a real sense of urgency. You know, we have a closing window here before vapes become so widespread, so accepted, so normalised, as frankly some would want them to be, the National Party, for example, that it would be very, very difficult to take any action. But I think it is also interesting to consider uh, the different perspectives on this because when we're talking about taxing a product, cigarettes are legal, vapes Mm. are not. The government collects a lot of revenue and seemingly more over the next couple of years. The nationals have previously uh, advocated for making them legal, vapes, and then taxing them to generate more government revenue. It does seem, though, that this government, the Albanese government, is not considering that. It does not seem to be on the table and is instead just something that the nationals have floated. And so the big question now is about the effectiveness of the government's announcements and whether it's going to be enforced and how quickly we're going to see results. There's no set date for the enforcement of these structures and we'll have to wait and see what happens. Thanks for joining us on The Daily Oz. If you learnt something from today's episode, don't forget to hit subscribe so there's a TDA episode waiting for you every weekday morning. We'll be back again tomorrow morning, but until then, have a brilliant day.